Welcome back to Coal America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here today. I know it's been a minute. I'm sorry. Uh, last week I was, <laughs> I've been so busy, guys. Y'all have no idea. Uh, I could tell you about it. Mm. You wouldn't understand it, right? Just to be honest. But it's been a very busy time. So, and a lot of it is is staff, you know. Here, uh, we're we're gonna have a bit of a rollover, as uh, a couple of our bartenders that have been with us and did such a great job for us all through the fall, they're now uh, moving on, and they don't graduate till the spring, but they're taking a lot of classes that they need to focus on, and you know they want to enjoy their final semester, and I'm good with that. Uh, so they're going to take a step back or completely leave, and, you know, that's okay. Uh, mm. It's a great opportunity for the other people on our staff to step up and, and get a lot of good experience and, and uh, catch up. So right now, uh, a lot of training, a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of my actual job. Uh, believe it or not, this isn't it. Uh, this is a, a fun job. I love this, but I love doing it. But I just have not had time. So that's why we didn't have one last week. Also, this time of year, Christmas parties and everything going on uh, kind of obligated to hit a few of them at different places. And so uh, I usually oblige. And uh, so, it, yeah, it's, it's a busy time. But that's not what you tuned in for. You tuned in to hear about T-Town Dudley. <laughs> I'm kidding, but that's where we're going to start anyway. Um, I'm going to look at the table here, and I'll, I'll go through this real quick. Wheelhouse is sitting on top with 97 points. Projectile Dysfunction out of Hoppers. Uh, they're sitting on 85. Third Dark Magic, 83. Dartman Cometh, defend, two-time defending champions. Uh, sitting at fourth with 73. Bia out of the Houndstooth with 69. Darts United, that's my team, with 68. Dart and Soul, out of uh, Grandstand downtown. Uh, Mom, we had to go play there, not Tuesday, but the Tuesday before. And my mom always told me that if I couldn't say something nice, don't say anything at all. So, I'm not going to say anything at all. Uh, <laughs> that's why they give you three... Uh, out of unique is at 58 points. Pork and beans also unique, sitting there with 50. Four and a half men plus one Amy, 40. Short shafts and sticky tips at top shelf with 31. Bulls on parade with 27. Shits and giggles out of hoppers with 26. Now, some of these teams have had buys, some of them have not. So, here's remaining games that they have. Now, we play this coming Tuesday, and then it's a break until January for the final week of the regular season. Then we'll roll into the playoffs or the tip, you know, depending on which one you're in. So, uh, Wheelhouse still has Third Dark Magic and Projectile Dysfunction as their last two. Uh, no easy road there. That's uh, one, those are, those are seriously first, second, third place. Third Dark Magic has Projectile Dysfunction, Wheelhouse, and a make or and Pork and Beans. Their match against Projectile is a makeup game uh, that they still have to play. Projectile has Third Dark Magic. Uh, they end the season with Wheelhouse, and 
they're scheduled to play my team, Dutch United, next Tuesday. But they're going to have people out of town, so we're actually playing that Saturday night, 7 p.m. at Unique. Tickets are on sale now. No, I'm kidding. There are no tickets. Uh, <laughs> there won't even be a cover Saturday night because uh, most everybody will be gone by then. But we, uh, we're, playing them, we're playing them Saturday night. Uh, Dortmund Cometh have shits and giggles with a makeup game. Then they have B.A. and they end the season with four and a half men plus one Amy. B.A. has short shafts and sticky tips, and they end the season in January with my team, Darts United. Darts United, my team. We have projectile dysfunction, B.A. That's it. Uh, on schedule with everything so far. That's why they give you three, has four and a half men plus one Amy, and then they have short shafts and sticky tips. Dart and Soul, Bulls on Parade, Shits and Giggles. Pork and Beans, Shits and Giggles, Third Dart Magic. Four and a half men plus one Amy have, that's why they give you three, and the Dartman Cometh. Short shafts and sticky tips have Bia, and that's why they give you three. Bulls on Parade only has Dart and Soul left, as they have the bye the final week of the season. And then Shits and Giggles has uh, Dartman Cometh, Pork and Beans, in their makeup, uh, Pork and Beans, and Dart and Soul. So, that's where we're at in Dart League. Um, it's a it's an interesting interesting time, isn't it? Uh, the singles league semifinals that are this week. Drew Rhodes will play Will Hollyhand, and Tui plays Hoss. Those are your semifinal matchups. Now in the consolation, Nick Chichester will play Fisher, and He Man will play Paul Namy. The way it'll work. The two winners of the semifinals obviously will play for the championship. Uh, the two losers of the semifinals will play each other for third and fourth. The two winners of the consolation will play each other for fifth and sixth. And the two losers of the consolation play each other for seventh and eighth. The money gets paid out. Eighth place gets $20, which was the you know what your dues are. And so you get your money back. And then it goes up with every step of the ladder. So you do play every week in the uh, in the playoffs once you make it. Mm. Now, now that y'all caught up on G-Time Dart League, and just to tell y'all, I haven't been to bed much in the past couple of days. Monday night was our Christmas party here at Unique. Uh, great time. The staff was great. Uh, all but two of them were here, and so that was that was really good. Uh, had a had a fun time with everybody. Everybody got to hang out and uh, thought it thought it went okay. Um, then Tuesday night we had Dart League, so yeah. Now Wednesday I was just here working. We closed. It's uh it's about two fifteen a.m. I we actually did close a little after one a.m. because it died off and got done cleaning. But I had to wait on the restaurant next door. To stop booming through our walls with their music, because yeah, the city's not going to do anything to them ever. They are immune from all laws. If you want to know how to get away with absolutely anything in Tuscaloosa, they've given you a blueprint. What you got to do is you want to get a, get a, a minority owner and 
obviously he, Jay, the owner there, is black, but and he he's claimed in the media in in writing that he is the only minority owner on the strip, as if Edgar and Keon just don't exist, or that blacks only minority. I don't know. Maybe that's what he thinks, but. No matter what you do wrong, you're caught serving underage, you're breaking laws, whatever you're doing, just call them racist. That's what he's done every step of the way. Then he sued the city for discrimination. And now they won't go close to him. And he can, because they're scared of another lawsuit and what's going to happen. Mm. And it's like the fourth different lawsuit that he's had because the first one got thrown out. And then, uh, he, so they refile it under different things, and they keep refiling it and refiling it. And I literally was in a meeting last week with some of the city, and they went, well, everything's been really good down the strip recently. And I couldn't help it. I started laughing. I was like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Let me tell you what's happened. Yeah, I'm on a tangent now. I got You got me going here. Let me tell you what's happened. UA has more officers on doing the strip now than TPD. UA will not arrest someone unless they absolutely have to. <clears throat> because every time they arrest somebody, that goes on their stat numbers, right? Now, UA does not want that because they're always trying to up enrollment, okay? And they're trying to sell the safe, happy, friendly place that you, know, you should want to go. So they don't want high crime numbers. TPD is not going to come down when UA calls and arrests when it's not their case. That's not their job. That's UA's job. So nobody, and UA told us up front when they were going to have more officers down here that certain things like the queuing and like the noise ordinance, they would not enforce. No, that's not us. That's TPD. We will not be enforcing that. And so nobody's enforcing. Whatever. The world we live in is a world of politics. And I like politicians slightly less than I like the Auburn Tigers. But anyway, we'll get off that. Let's get on over to some college football. You know why? Because bowl season starts this week. So there's something to be happy about. It's the Christmas season. It's the holiday season. Time to be great and bowl season makes it even better so we do have our bowl mania challenge the games don't start till saturday morning so you have until then to sign up espn.com and then you go to a group the group name is unique 2023 only the u is capitalized in that all right the first u obviously unique 2023 the password, and I have to put a password on it, otherwise bots will randomly jump in there and it gets crazy. So you have to put a password on it. It's B unique. The letter B in B is capitalized B E, capital B, lowercase e, space, capital U, lowercase N I Q U E. Do not put a space after that last E. It's sensitive, it will recognize that as a letter. That's, there's your password. Then you, it is with confidence points, so you fill it out, you can move it around, you can do two brackets per person, free to enter. We got prizes and stuff for all y'all that come in second behind me. 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't always do great on these things. But uh, we do have prizes and stuff for everybody. Or for all the winners. Everybody. No, no. Not everybody. No participation trophies. Sorry. That came out wrong. Now, let's look at some of the games. And I'm going to be picking these games against the spread. So that's not the same as the Bowl Mania Challenge. So if I say something on here and then you see... Because after a game starts, you can see everybody's picks. Oh, Coleman did the podcast, told us to take Team A, but then look at him taking Team B. What a joke. No, 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 no. Here, we're talking about against the spread. All right? There is just winners and losers. Now, some of this might correlate. Let's jump right into it. 10 a.m. Saturday morning, first game, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. You got Georgia Southern against Ohio University. Uh from Miami of Ohio. Anyway, this is a, this is gonna set off how we look at most of these bowl games. Guys, we're in a new era. We're in a new trend. If you just look at you know their their uh, records and all that, you're gonna miss a lot of these games. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you because there's this huge thing now called the transfer portal, which I personally do not agree with entirely. Um, I think that there needs to be it needs to be tweaked. And only if I were the commissioner of sports, as I should be, and in charge of everything, then I could fix it. But I'm not going to unless they pay me. Anyway, and I want like quadruple Nick Saban money uh, if I'm going to fix all this for him. But I would leave my commissioner's job with T-Town Dart League to take the commissioner of sports for all of college. I'm not dealing with the pros. Anyway, they make way too much. Except for, yeah, I, Otani probably left some money on the table. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, all right. Georgia Southern and Ohio. Georgia Southern 6-6. Six and six. Ohio is 9-3. Why is Ohio a three-and-a-half-point underdog to Georgia Southern? Well, let me tell you. Here's who's opted out of Ohio, who's not going to be playing in this bowl. Someone because they're going to be in the transfer portal. Someone just opted out. They have eight players. Two quarterbacks. Their starter and the guy that was going to replace him. Two running backs. Oh, two wide receivers, a linebacker, and a defensive back. The defensive back is probably their best player. All have opted out. Yep, I'll take Georgia Southern. The line's three and a half. Y'all know me. I'm buying it down to two and a half. Come on. You can't have eight players that are legitimate players out and me believing you. So I'm going Georgia Southern. Um, Jacksonville against Ula Law. Ula Law has a lot of injuries. Jacksonville's minus three. Once again, we're buying that down to two and a half. And give me Jacksonville. Um, I'm sorry. That's Ohio University. Ohio University, the Bobcats. Not Miami of Ohio. This play at Georgia Southern. Miami of Ohio is playing App State. Okay? Now, if you don't know about Miami of Ohio, they're 11-2. App State's 8-5. App State's a 6.5-point favorite. This game down in Orlando. By the way, Ula Law, Jacksonville, and Jacksonville... That's uh, that game's in New Orleans, so it looks like a home game for Ula La. But they have so many players out with injuries. That's why I'm with Jacksonville on the two and a half. Now Miami of Ohio and App State. This game's down in Orlando. 
Miami of Ohio, uh, their quarterback, Brett Gabbert, he broke his leg earlier in the season. Avion Smith took his place and and for the last five games, won every one of them, 11-2. and two. He's entered the transfer portal. He's out. App State doesn't have a lot of that. They've won five of their last six. Look pretty good doing it. Give me App State covering the six and a half. Um, New Mexico State against Fresno State. Uh, this is in the New Mexico Bowl. So, bit of a home game for uh, New Mexico State. But Jeff Tepford, the coach for Fresno State, he's dealing with some personal stuff and uh, health reasons. He hasn't been around a lot during practice. Uh, so, Fresno has that against him. Then, <laughs> the, 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 there's a few here. Uh, Dante Moore, uh, he's gone. He's uh, he's another one that's entered the transfer portal for Fresno State, so they're missing him. New Mexico State, here's the biggest problem for Fresno in this game. New Mexico State's a running team. They run the ball, okay? Fresno hasn't been able to stop the run. To me, that's the biggest thing. New Mexico State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yep, here we go again. Buying points down to two-and-a-half and taking New Mexico State. Cool. Let's see if I can get on track here and do one of these correctly. UCLA against Boise. All right. Now, this game, UCLA is a four and a half point favorite, and the over under is at 48. Uh, Ethan Garbers uh, started six games uh, for UCLA, and he's who will have to play because their quarterbacks, their, uh, he's already opted out. So. Oh, that's Dante Moore. Uh, but he's opted out, so Ethan Garbers will be the starting quarterback for him. But he started six games this year. They were split time the whole time. They went 7-5 and five this year. UCLA did. 5-7 and seven against the spread. Boise, after starting out very bad, turned it all around, ended up 8-5, 7-5-1 against the spread. Now, for Boise, though, uh, Green, their top quarterback, has already entered the portal and is going to Arkansas. So he's gone. But they also lost their best wide receiver. Um, the guy that uh, Green that is leaving wasn't even the starter at the beginning of the year. And, and through the year, he was splitting time with uh, Ingram. The two of them, well, Ingram got hurt back in November. And so then it was just his job. But I'm like, this guy didn't even win the starting job at Boise. You've entered the portal and Arkansas's, you know, taking a flyer on you, whatever. I don't really get that. I wouldn't be excited about it if I was Arkansas. But so for Boise, uh, CJ Tiller <coughs> will be the quarterback. He's a freshman. He'll be the quarterback. I'll take UCLA minus the four and a half just because they have actual players that have played this season playing. This is stupid. See now why I'm getting mad about the transfer portal? This is ridiculous. Um, Cal against Texas Tech. This is the Independence Bowl in Shreveport. 
Uh, Cal will be with their third string quarterback in this game. But Cal's really a running team, okay? Uh, the guy I like from Cal the most is actually a freshman, uh, Ulave. He's a linebacker. If Cal had one position going into the season they were pretty deep at, it was linebacker, okay? And they had a lot of injuries there. Ulave, the freshman, he was defensive player, freshman defensive player of the year for the Pac-12. I get it. It's the Pac-12. There's a lot of jokes there. But this guy absolutely stepped up and balled out. Texas Tech, up and down all season. Jekyll and Hyde, you never know what you're going to get. I don't trust them. Gimme Cal plus the points. The Lions, Texas Tech minus three. I'm going to take Cal and the points to cover the spread. Ooh. Uh. Now, Monday. You got Western Kentucky against Old Dominion. Old Dominion is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. These are old Conference USA foes, if y'all don't remember. Uh, they used to be until uh, uh, Western left. But while they were in Conference USA, they played seven times. This will be the eighth meeting. Western Kentucky won six out of those seven. This is only Old Dominion's third-ever bowl game. But they're second in three years, second under this coach. Old Dominion played nine teams this year on their schedule that are all bowl eligible, that are going to bowl games. Maybe you didn't understand what I just said. Of the teams they played this year, nine of them are going to bowls. That sounds tested to me. Okay, now I will tell you that Coastal Carolina and Marshall both top, they play 10. There are 10 on their schedule that are going to bowls. And then uh, there was a tie, like five way tie of teams that played nine. Miami, Georgia Tech, they played nine. Yeah, because they're out of conference games. When they play the, you know, Georgia Tech played Georgia and, uh, and Miami played Florida State, you know, and stuff. So, you know, you, you play teams that are, you know, bowl teams, and there you go. Uh, plus your conference games or whatever. But also, Old Dominion led the country in this. They had 10 one-score games. The game ended 10 times. With it being seven points or less. Alright? So they've been through it. They play good teams. They play close games. Give me Old Dominion minus two and a half. It's a five-star lock of the week. Even though they don't play till next Monday. Um, now I'm not going to go through any more. I could go through. I know UTSA and Marshall's on Tuesday and all that. I plan to do another podcast before then. Um... So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that alone. There's your college football. Now let's take a look at the NFL tonight. I say tonight because it's now 2:47 a.m. Yeah, Thursday night. Chargers and Raiders. Raiders are minus three. I'm buying this down to two and a half, but I'm taking the Raiders. Uh, they're at home on Thursday night. I like home teams. The Chargers are trending in the wrong direction. Give me the Raiders. The NFL's been really tough this year. There's a lot of bad teams. Uh, Cincinnati's minus three against Minnesota. I don't like that. Give me Minnesota. Uh, plus the points. 
Pittsburgh against Indy. Indy. These are on Saturday, by the way. Minnesota Cincy's on Saturday. The Pitt and Indy on Saturday. Indy's minus one and a half. Give me Indy minus one and a half. I think Pitt's a fraud. Uh, Denver and Detroit. Detroit's minus four. They're at home. I hate this line. I'm going to buy it down to two and a half and take Detroit. I'm probably just play money line. But I'm going to take Detroit. On Sunday, you got the Atlanta Falcons against Carolina. We always go against Carolina, even though Atlanta's on the road. We're going to take Atlanta minus two and a half. And uh, to cover that, the Chicago Bears are going to Cleveland. And Cleveland's a three-point favorite. Well, these Bears currently, right now, have the first number one pick overall, the number five pick overall, and somehow only one game out of the wild card. What? If the Bears not do anything, it's ruin everything. The Bears cover the spread, probably win this game, and that that five spot moves up to where we still can we count on Carolina to get number one overall pick, but our other pick, our pick, is going to fall back. We can't even lose right. Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Green Bay's been finding it. They've been playing a lot better. They're at home. Give me Green Bay. It's three. I'm taking it down to two and a half because I'm not a psychopath. Um, I'll take Green Bay. Houston and Tennessee. This game's at Tennessee. Tennessee's favored by three. This is my DNT run away from this game. You don't know what you're going to get with either one. CJ Styles look good. Derrick Henry, you, know, you saw the comeback in Tennessee uh, this past week. Is it a momentum thing? Where they at? Did they spend too much energy doing that? I don't know. But either way, don't touch this game. DNT run away. Uh, the Giants are playing the Saints. The Saints are at home. They're a six-point favorite. Give me the Saints. Sorry. The Mafia, it looks great. The mob's got them rolling up in New York. I'm talking about the quarterback's agent and everything. But uh, I'll take the Saints at home. The J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 are taking on the fish of the Dolphins. Not really a fish. Minus eight and a half. Look, the Dolphins, they blew that game the other night. First time in NFL history, a team had a 14-point lead or more with three minutes to go or less and lost the game. And they did it to Tennessee. The Dolphins, that is not going to sit right with them. They're going to come back. Jets, look out. This is going to be a tough one. Give me, give me the Dolphins to cover the eight. Kansas City has been struggling. They've been whining. They've been crying. They've been catching a lot of flack on this losing streak. Well, you want to get healthy? Go to New England. Saying they are. They're an eight-point favorite. Give me Kansas City to cover the eight. I think that they're going to put it all together. It's going to be a bad day for New England. The reports are coming out that Belichick is going to step aside and, and leave at the end of this season. I can definitely see that. Now, here's my question. Can the University of Alabama get Bill Belichick as an analyst? He needs to come to the Nick Saban rehab. That's what Belichick needs. I'm just saying, I think he can help out. I think he can help out. I'll, I'll mention it to Nick and see what he thinks. Fill and block my number. Uh, San Francisco is minus 12 and a half at Arizona. Um, this is a bigger line than I like, but 
I'm still going to roll with San Fran. I'd like to get it closer to 10 or less, but I'll take San Fran. I think they're going to get they're going to get hyped up here going towards the playoff run. Washington and the Rams, six and a half here. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do with this one. This is going to be fun, all right? We're going to try middle. I'm going to buy the Rams down to five and a half and take the Rams, okay? But I'm going to buy it up to eight and take Washington, and I'm going to try middle this game. And play eight and a half because that way it's on the half point. I can't lose both. I cannot. It's it's impossible. But we're going to try and middle that game. Uh, Dallas and Buffalo. Then uh, here. Now this game. This game. Hold on. We all saw Dallas. They've been hot. Everybody's loving Dallas right now. And this line comes out with Buffalo minus two. At home. Hold everything. Why is Buffalo minus two against Dallas in this game? That makes no sense. Buffalo have been hot. Dallas been hot. Dallas just beat the Eagles. What? Give me Buffalo all day long because when you don't know what's going on, you go with Vegas. Buffalo minus two. All right. Then you got Baltimore against the Jaguars. Uh, give me Baltimore minus two and a half. Because I like Baltimore. Anyway. Alright guys. That is my time. It's right at 30 minutes. But frankly, I need to go home and go to bed. And I'm getting kind of hungry. So, I'm going to have me another Dr. Pepper. Who I'm still waiting on an endorsement deal from. But before I go. Before I step completely away. I have to get one thing off my chest. Alright. And it's driven me nuts, and I really thought about doing a podcast one night just to explain this, but it's all it would have been. And I'm going to do this very quickly. I'm so tired of hearing people say the committee got it right. No, they didn't. Now, hold on, hold on, stop yelling at me. Yes, I believe Alabama should have been in. But their job was to get the four best teams in college football. Okay? That was their job. If the University of Georgia were to play Washington, they would be a nine-point favorite. If Ohio State were to play Washington, Ohio State would be an eight-point favorite. If Georgia were to play Texas, Georgia would be a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. What? Okay, that's from Vegas. Did they get the four best teams in? Now, it gets tricky because you cannot leave Texas out and have Alabama in. You cannot have Georgia in and leave Alabama out. You know, like, Texas beat Alabama. They have to be in there ahead of them. Alabama beat Georgia. They have to be ahead of them. Head-to-head does have to count. But Washington... Michigan, your strength of schedules, I seriously question here, sirs. Now, Michigan, they won the Big Ten, but it was trash. Look at their schedule. It's terrible. I'm not saying Michigan should be in. I'm saying Washington should not have been in. I will go 100%. Washington should have been left out. 
for their trash schedule. Who they beat? Oregon, who they lost to earlier in the year? That's it? Texas is going to thump Washington. All right? Period. Washington should not be here. I can argue Georgia or Ohio State, both over Washington. So did they get the four best teams? No. Did they get the four most deserving teams? No. Because now you put Michigan and Washington in because they're undefeated conference champs, but you leave Florida State out. Don't you say Liberty. But you leave Florida State out. So you didn't get the most deserving teams either. What did you do? You meddled it. That's what you did. Mm. I, I don't like the committee at all. I don't think the committee should be used. I said this 10 years ago when they started it, and I'm still saying it now. Let's look back. It used to be the BCS, right? They used the AP poll, and they used the computers, and they put it all together and said, let's you know, the, get the top two teams. And that was the BCS that we lived under. And I'm going to tell you a story real quick about the year 1993. Anybody remember that season? 93 BCS? Let me tell you. Florida State undefeated number one went to South Bend to play Notre Dame undefeated number two. Notre Dame beats them. Notre Dame's number one. The next week, Notre Dame loses to Boston College. Well, Florida State's back to being number one. Get to the end of the season. Florida State played Big 8 undefeated conference champion, Nebraska, for the national title. Hold on. But Notre Dame only had one loss. And they beat them head-to-head. How were they left out? On top of that, West Virginia, Big East conference champs, undefeated, also left out. Well, their straight the schedules were pretty bad. Okay. Then Danny Cannell can shut up right now because I'm tired of listening to him ramble on about how Florida State got screwed. Did they? No. If they did, it's karma. It took a while, but it came back to get you because Danny Cannell was the quarterback of that Florida State team that won a national title. But should they have been in that game when under today's system, Notre Dame beat them head-to-head? They each have one loss. Whoa. Did you just hose Notre Dame out of a title? Look, as a Bama guy, I'm good with that. And this is a Bobby Bowden, Florida State. I have no problem with them winning that title. But shut up now, Danny Cannell. I'm done with you. Anyway, we wanted to bring that up. But here, here's where I was going. You had the BCS. It listed everybody. It didn't just give you the top two. It showed you where everybody stood. Hmm. So why, when we went to a playoff system, did they go, all right, we're not going to use the BCS system and just say, okay, we'll take the top four. Because that makes too much sense. They went, we need a committee. We need a committee. And they will pick the best teams. What? Why? Who picks who's on the committee? 
Condoleezza Rice was on the committee before. Look, I'm not saying that she don't watch football and she don't have a you know knowledge a little about it because I don't know. But I know she's not what I would consider one of the top 12 experts in the world on college football. If you want to let somebody pick, why not let Vegas do it? You want the four best teams? Hey, Vegas, who you got? They're pretty good at this. They built a giant city in the middle of the desert doing this. All right? But why did they go to a committee? The answer to your question when asking anything about sports is always the same. Dollars. That's it. They wanted to make sure that they got four teams in that would sell the tickets, that would sell the TV rights, and get everybody watching. Now, last year, TCU gets in, Alabama gets left out. And everybody was screaming Alabama fatigue. Did we deserve to be in? No, we didn't. We lost two games. We did not deserve to be in. I'm not saying we should have. I am saying that we were better than TCU. We lost two games, both of them on the final play of the game, blah, 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 whatever. Should never lose to Tennessee. Should never lose to LSU. We did that to ourselves. But the committee didn't get the four best teams. And the the committee thought they were doing what was best. Because now you'll get some different markets. You're not going to see Alabama against Georgia in the title again. People are tired of watching it. No, they're not. People enjoy good football. They like Alabama versus Georgia. You know why? Because it's two really good programs with really good coaches. It's good games. <laughs> it's, who's tired? Why? If you're tired of that, you don't like the game. Oh, but I want to see some different teams. Okay, what are you, Oregon? You like different colored jerseys? You'll wear some alternate unis so you'll be happy? Shut up. No. Has the committee gotten right over the past nine years? Absolutely not. The average score, the average score is 19-point difference in each game since the playoffs started. Next year, we go to 12. So a lot of this will be moot point. But... I just wanted to point out that I'm tired of people hearing. I'm tired of hearing people say, "Well, the committee got it right because they didn't. They did not get the four best teams in college football. However, the four that are in are what we'll live with, and it's, there's nothing we can do about it. So, here we go. Alabama beats Michigan. Texas, they handle Washington. Alabama, Texas, ooh, for the title, the rematch, Sark." You better start breaking down film now, son, because we're not the same team you already played. All right. Nick Chichester asked me to remind you that Red Drew is a one-way. Clay Moore asked me to remind you that so is Gene Stallings. That's where he got his DUI, going the wrong way, down the one way. And I'd also like to give a shout-out to my friends at Domino's over on University East. Thank you all for listening. Love you guys. Uh, <laughs> I do like pizza. Uh, a lot. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you all for your time. As always, I'll leave you with this. Shoot the score. Play to win. And when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Cole.